Welcome back, guys. My name is Joy Life, and you are listening to Misconceptions About Conception, a guide to truly understanding the pro-life movement. Today, I will be discussing one of the biggest pro-choice arguments that fuels most abortions. If the child is unwanted, abortion is justified. And this may sound harsh, but it is actually manifested in several different ways. The Guttmacher Institute, the original research branch of Planned Parenthood until 2007, reported the results of surveys taken in 2004 that asked women in the U.S. who received an abortion the major reasons of why they did so. Some of these overlapped since the reasons behind an abortion are often complex. Having a baby would dramatically change my life was 74%. Can't afford a baby now, 73%. Relationship problems, 48%. Not ready for a child, 32%. All of these are manifestations of not wanting the child. Think about it. I don't want a child now because having a ba- baby would dramatically change my life. I can't afford one now. I have relationship problems. Or I am not ready to have a child. Granted, pregnancy can be a difficult time in many situations, but it does not justify abortion. Let us discuss each of the major reasons money, readiness, and relationships. But before we do, I have to remind you all that we have established that the unborn is a human life. If you haven't seen the two podcasts surrounding this, please go check them out before you view this one. Those are the foundation of everything we do in these podcasts. Now, somebody's pregnant and wants to have an abortion because she feels that she is not financially ready for a child. In this case, The baby is unwanted by its mother because she does not believe that she can provide both for herself and her baby financially. However, we must remember that although the situation may be tough, money only has a finite value, whereas a person's value is infinite. You are worth far more than rubies, and so am I, and so are the unborn. We cannot put a monetary value on the unborn. For just as we have infinite worth, so too do they. As a result, it is wrong to end the life of an unborn for a financial reason. Also, calling back into play the fact that the unborn have human rights. Since the unborn are human lives and all human lives have human rights, let's put up a hypothetical situation. A mother can only afford one child. She has a five-year-old son and just got pregnant. If ending the life of the unborn is supposedly moral, why don't we end the life of the five-year-old? If they both have the same value, and it is wrong to end the life of the five-year-old, then should not the same be said of the unborn? Now, for the pro-choice side, this situation really is a question of whether the unborn is wanted or not. Some people are saying right now that the five-year-old is wanted, but the unborn isn't because it has made no relationships or anything like that. However, the wanted argument falls really short. Our worth is not defined by who wants us. Unwanted doesn't describe a condition of the child, but rather the attitudes of some adults around the child. A child is still a child, whether it is wanted or not. We cannot take a life 
even if it is supposedly unwanted, just because it makes life easier. Yes, if you don't want a child, don't have one by not having sex, but don't eliminate one that you have already created. We must always remember that every choice we make has consequences, and when we make those choices, we should be ready to take on those consequences. It is wrong to make an innocent take on the consequences of your actions. Let's think about Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird. Bob Ewell abuses Myella Ewell, but Tom Robinson, an innocent, is given the blame for Bob's crimes. Tom has done nothing wrong, yet he is still punished. All of you can agree that this is wrong, right? All of you can agree that Bob should have confessed that he abused Myella and that he should have done everything he could to prevent Tom from being punished, right? Similarly, two people chose to have sex, knowing that pregnancy is still a possibility regardless of the fact that they didn't want a child. When having sex, even with birth control, one must remember that pregnancy is still a possibility. When pregnancy became a reality, they have no right to put the consequence on a child who did not actively act in the situation. The child does not cause his or her own existence. Generally, a child is made by two people, and if those people, or only the mother, decide to have an abortion, they are hurting and ending the life of something that is the direct product of their actions. Something that, in previous podcasts, has already been established to be a human being. And I think everyone here believes that all human beings are infinitely valuable and deserve respect. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be listening to this podcast. We have no right to take the life of an innocent just because we are not ready to take on the consequences. Let's look at another situation. 16-year-old girl, does well in school, an all-star athlete, popular, the works. She has it all. She has sex and ends up getting pregnant. Because of that, she now loses her spot on the team and it is harder for her to do well in school. Horrible situation. Of course, her situation deserves empathy. However, it still doesn't justify abortion. Most abortions are the result of having sex but not being ready to handle a child, whether it be financially or emotionally, like in this case. Maybe you feel that you are too young, or you want a married relationship, or something like that. However, if you are not ready to have a child, you are not ready to have sex. In the hypothetical situation that I just mentioned, yes, this girl's life will change. She may lose certain opportunities, and she may struggle at times. However, one's bad circumstances do not justify taking away the rights of those who weren't even participating in the act which caused the situation. Again, I must bring up the consequences. She acted knowing what could happen. Because of that, she must accept the consequences of her actions, for making someone else bear those consequences is not right. Your circumstances around pregnancy can change, but the act of abortion is permanent. A pregnancy will only last for nine months, but abortion ends a life forever. Let us not ignore the fact that many women who have decided to embrace the life of their new child, even when they are not ready, have said, your life will change for the better. Now what about in cases of being pressured? 
Some partners who are the father of the child, or perhaps the parents of the mother, encourage the mother to abort. Yes, that is a very difficult situation. However, doing something wrong because of pressure does not make it right. Just say someone encouraged me to steal something so that I can be, avoid being made fun of. Yes, the temptation to do it is great, but it still doesn't make it right. Furthermore, if people in your life are pressuring you into doing wrong, are those the kind of people you deserve in your life? Ladies, you deserve a partner who is constantly encouraging you to do what is right, not a coward who is too afraid to own up to his mistakes. If we have people who push us to do wrong, then we should cut them out of our lives, not commit the immoral act. Abortion in this case is not only degrading to the unborn child, but is also degrading to your worth as a human being because it implies that the morality of your actions mean nothing to those who may benefit in some way if you commit an immoral act, such as partners who don't want to face the consequences of their actions. Again, I say, you deserve respect. In a world where certain areas allow abortion for any reason under the sun, even if the sex or race is undesirable in some people's eyes, we need to remember that all lives matter. People born and unborn, male and female, this or that, whatever, all life is good. Who are we to say some life is more valuable than others? Essentially, every abortion debate settles down to, is the unborn a life? And we must address it as such. I would like to reestablish that all of the situations mentioned here are so, so difficult. In no way am I diminishing how confusing and emotionally challenging these situations must be for a pregnant woman. Right now, most of you may be asking me, Joy Life, then what are we supposed to do? I promise that I will discuss in detail some of the options you have, such as adoption, in the last podcast. But I would like to remind us all that yes, the reasons that a woman may have an abortion are diverse, but that's not the issue here. The real issue is if abortion, the direct termination of the unborn, is right. If it is right, then we must not worry about the reasons why a woman has an abortion, for she should be allowed to have one at any time. But if abortion isn't right, then we must be ready to defend the pro-life movement on why abortion is wrong in every case that we encounter. Let us always remember that in each discourse, the real argument is, is the unborn a life? And move on from there. It does not matter if the unborn are supposedly unwanted, for each child is wanted. I and millions of others want them to live their lives with the good and the bad moments and be constantly supported by both father and mother. So can one have an abortion if the child isn't wanted? Maybe, if you can find any child that isn't wanted. By the way, there isn't, in case I didn't make that point clear enough. For just like you, every child has infinite worth and is truly loved. Thank you again for listening to Misconceptions About Conception. Again, if you have any questions or suggestions, just shoot me an email at misconceptionsaboutconception at gmail.com. I hope to see you at the next podcast. This is Joy Life, signing out. Have a joyful day.